0: I'm glad Jesus doesn't do a halfway job. Amen. Well, I got one person said amen. And uh, maybe y'all are glad God, maybe y'all think God does a halfway job. But I'm glad God does an all-the-way job. Amen. I'm glad God doesn't do a payment plan. Amen. And uh, you only get how much you pay for. But I'm glad, thank God, he paid a debt. That I, that he paid a debt I could not pay because I... Owed the debt I could not pay. Amen. Yes, I he, he, he paid a debt he did not owe. Now yep. realize that tonight, don't you? Yep. He yep. didn't yep. die for any sin of his own. He yep. had none. Yep. But he died for my sin and he died for your sin. Amen. Yep. I'm glad the Bible said we're sinning about. His grace did much more about yep. Amen. Yep. I bless his holy name tonight. And I'm glad I can look back down the road and see what all the Lord Jesus has done yep. for us. Amen. Yep. I, I was thinking just earlier this week about... Uh, just over the last year in, 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 in my family's life and in, in, uh, in with, with my mother passing away and, 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 and all the difficulties and one thing seemingly after another after another after another and one thing I can testify to you this evening that through it all the Lord Jesus was faithful amen right. and uh, there's a lot of things I don't understand but I'm glad I don't have to understand it for him no. to be God yeah. right. I just walk on by faith amen yeah. It would do us good to realize tonight that uh, there's going to be things in life we just might not understand. Amen. There's going to be things in life uh, that we can't wrap our minds around. But that's when we have to remind ourselves that we walk by faith and not by sight. His ways are higher than our ways, and His ways are holier than our ways, and His thoughts we can't even comprehend. Because He's the one that's God, amen, we're His creatures. And I bless His good name tonight that He's given us a Bible that wasn't written for you to understand it. It was written for you to believe it. Amen. Amen. This generation says, "I just can't understand that." Let me just say this: the Bible wasn't written for your head; it was written for your heart. Amen. 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 And when you realize, "I don't understand it," but I just believe it. I don't understand how God can step out on nothing, speak to nothing, and everything we see before us is before us today. But you know what the Bible says, in the beginning God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. Yeah, right. I'm glad Thank God. God formed man from the dust of the ground. Yeah. I bless his good name tonight. Amen. Yeah. Let's go back tonight to Mark's Gospel chapter number 9. Mark's Gospel chapter number 9. And uh, we know that was here this morning. And uh, I want to go back there tonight. And to give you something the Lord uh, has directed uh, my heart once again to And uh, it was amazing when the Lord uh, began to put this message, messages upon my heart. It was amazing because it was just, you know, it was one of those things where it was almost like instantaneously in the sense that I want you to preach this Sunday morning and I want you to preach this Sunday night. Amen? And it ain't always like that. Sometimes it's in between church. Sometimes it is on the way to church. I don't like those, but there are been times that let's get on the way to church, Lord, give me confirmation. There's been times over there in that chair, Lord, give me confirmation on I need to preach. Most of the times it's unsettling. And I do thank God for those times where he rolls around on a Monday and a Tuesday. The Lord's already given me peace in my heart of what He's going to allow me to preach. Amen? Exactly. So let's go to Mark chapter number nine again tonight, verse 14. And I won't uh, backtrack because of the familiarity, especially from preaching from it this morning. Uh, but I do want to go back to this text. And I remind you this evening that uh, we looked at this morning about the son or the daddy who had a son uh, that was demon-possessed. And we talked about uh, this morning about how that, that daddy responded to the need that was in his child's life. I'm glad that daddy uh, did not take no for an answer. Right, Amen. When the disciples could not do it, I'm glad Uh, He made up his mind, he was still going to seek out help, and he found it in none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about that bird where he said, where the Bible said where he cried, with tears, he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. But tonight, I don't want to look at the day, and I really don't want to spend much time looking at the sun, but I want to look at these disciples. For we do notice in the text, as I may mention this morning, that before the day he ever brought the boy to Jesus, he first brought him to the disciples. I want you all to notice with me. In verse number 17, one multitude answered and said, Pastor, I brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. Listen to this now. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Look down with me now in verse number... Uh, verse number 27. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This time come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. If the Lord be my helper tonight, this is where I want to preach on. I want to preach on powers. Powers. Let's go, Lord, and pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name as we come before you tonight. Lord God, we thank you for your presence we feel in this place. Father, I thank you tonight, Lord, for every song that was sung. And Lord God, how you have been the center focus. I thank you for that tonight. Lord, now, dear God, I do pray, Father, you touch me. I pray, Lord God, you touch my voice. I need your help tonight. I pray, God, that you give me clarity of thought and clarity of speech. And, Lord God, as I pray tonight, Father, as I preach your word, I pray now I preach with the unction of the Holy Ghost. Lord, use me tonight, Lord God, if this may be oh, the last time that I ever stand and preach. Lord, on this side of eternity, I pray, Lord God, you help me to preach with power tonight, we pray. We love you, we'll thank you, and we'll give you the glory for what you do. In your son's name we ask these things. Amen and amen powerless. It's evident within the text that the disciples could not do something that they should have been able to do. Go back with me to Mark chapter number 3. I want to show you this tonight on the reason why I say that that they should have done what they were not able to do. Mark chapter number 3. I want you to see this. Mark chapter 3 verse 14. He ordained twelve, this is disciples, if they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out, what? Devils. Look with me in chapter number 6. Chapter 6 and verse number 7. Chapter 6, verse number 7. He called unto him the twelve began to send them forth by two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. Look with me down in verse number 12, the same chapter. They went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many devils. Y'all see that? Chapter number three. The Lord gives them power to cast out evil spirits. Mark chapter number 6, verse 7. He gives them the power to cast out unclean spirits. And then in verse number 13, he gives them the power to cast out many devils. So now as I begin to notice that, uh, that even drives home the fight even more. That between Mark chapter number 3, Mark chapter number 6, and now in Mark chapter number 9, what they could do in Mark 3, what they could do in Mark 6, they were not able to do in Mark chapter number 9. When I begin to look at this, this thought of come to my mind, it's evident that the Lord Jesus said He gave them power to cast out the unclean spirits. But in chapter number 9, the Bible said that this daddy brought up this boy to the disciples. And this is what the daddy said to about the disciples. When the daddy talked about the disciples to the Lord Jesus, this is what he said. I brought my boy unto you, but they could not cast him out. And then all of a sudden, when Jesus comes into the house, the disciples look at him. And say, why could we not do this? Why were they asking why could they not do this? It wasn't that they didn't try to do it, it wasn't that they didn't think they could do it. For they had done it plenty of times before. They had been down this road many times before. Uh, But something was different about this time. Uh, Something was different than in Mark chapter 3. Something was different than in Mark chapter number 6. What was so different in Mark chapter uh, 9? What they could not do, you will know what it was? They were powerless. And they were powerless. I want to give you three things now concerning this powerless. He said, Lord, begin to deal with my heart about it, as we preached on this morning about that daddy who, who had a burden and that daddy went and he began to make that request known unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm glad the Bible said that Jesus uh, he cast out that devil. I'm glad the Bible said Jesus I'm when the devil rent the boy and he fell down as one of them. They said he was dead. I'm glad the Bible said Jesus lifted him up by the hand. And he raised him up. And the Bible said he gave him back to the Father. I'm glad what man cannot do. I'm glad, thank God, Jesus can do it. With man this may be impossible. But thank God with God all things are possible. And I want to say tonight that there have been times uh, in my own personal walk Where I've not had power with God like I ought to have had. But thank God ain't you glad tonight that there's never been a time where Jesus has not had the power. If there is a problem tonight with us have, without having power, it's not on Jesus' side, it's on our side. If we don't have power tonight, it's not because of what Jesus hasn't done, but rather it's because of what we haven't done. Are you going to agree with me tonight that we find that in our own life, Jesus Christ has given us everything that pertaineth unto Godliness. Yep. Amen? Jesus has given us everything to be effective for His honor and for His glory. As a church tonight, Jesus has given us everything we need to be a church that has power. I think about Acts chapter number 2. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost moved upon the church, and they were filled with the Spirit of God. You remember what he said? I said this last week. He said, stay in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. But I'm glad, thank God, when Acts chapter number 2 I came on to see the Holy Ghost moved. I'm glad he empowered them to go and preach the gospel. Right. I'm glad when we look at the book of Acts, we see the acts of the Holy Spirit. Before we see what the Lord Jesus did for the church in the book of Acts. But what I find here tonight is these disciples were powerless. These disciples had gotten to a place where they were powerless. Let me say to you tonight: I'll do three things and I'll be done. First of all, I want you to notice with me the cause of their powers. The cause. What caused them? To be powerless. Well, to understand what I'm fixing to say, I've got to remind you that what's taking place in this chapter, Jesus has just taken Peter, James, and John up on the mountain of transfiguration. I said it this morning, on that mountain, the Bible, that the Bible says, that the Lord Jesus was transfigured before them. The Lord Jesus revealed His glory under Peter, James, and John. But what we fail a lot of times realize is there was only three disciples that was on that mountain. How many disciples did Jesus call? He called twelve. But there was only three that was on that mountain to see the Son of God in His glory. Now those three and the Lord Jesus comes off the mountain. And it ain't amazing it seemed like some of the greatest events, they had something in common. Peter, James, and John was there. You go study the Bible. It seemingly like it's Peter James and John. It's Peter James and John. It's Peter James and John. Now, many people are trying to explain why. Oh, uh, was not Peter James and John? Why wasn't it the, the other nine? Why wasn't it Matthew? Why wasn't it Mark? Why wasn't it Luke? I mean, some of them might even question why wasn't Judas scared. Many ask the question, "Why was it Peter, uh, James, and John?" Well, I'll be honest with you, and I really don't know. I man, I've been asking you as expected, but at least I'm honest, amen. I don't know, but I will tell you this. I never find anywhere where any of the other disciples ever asked if they could go. I never find anywhere else where they say, Lord, can we go? I never read anything about the Mount of Transfiguration where Matthew ever says, can I go? I never find anywhere where Mark ever says, Lord, why can I go? Why is not that Peter, James, and John always get to go? Why can't I go? But these nine that was left behind, they're down there in the bottom of the mountain. While Peter, James, and John's up there on the mountain, and they're seeing the Lord Jesus in all of his glory. Uh, they're seeing the Lord Jesus be revealed yes, before their very eyes. They're seeing Elijah on that mountain. They're seeing Moses on that mountain. Oh, Simon Peter speaks up and says, Lord, it's good for us to be here. You see all this on the mountain. But down there in the valley were the other nine disciples. Now as I begin to notice that, why it was not Peter, James, and John that could not cast out this devil. It was the other nine that could not cast out this devil. Picture this in your mind while Jesus is up on the mountain. The other nine are down there in the valley. The other nine are down there at the bottom of the mountain. And they pray while all that's going on up there on the mountain. That daddy brings that boy to those other nine disciples. And they try to cast that devil out. This is what the daddy said about it. They could not. While they're up there having a glorious meeting. While they're up there seeing the Lord in all of his glory. There are the powerless disciples down there at the bottom of the mountain. That can't do something that just a few short days earlier they were able to do. So my question is, why? what was the cause that left them powerless? Well, I don't believe this. I believe it was the distance. The distance. You say, what do you mean by the distance? Could it have been that maybe Matthew looks over at Mark and says, where'd the Lord go? Well, he went up there on the mountain. Well, didn't he just tell us that one day he's going to leave out on the mountain? And maybe they got to the point and said, well, maybe he's gone. Maybe he's left us. Maybe he's gone back to heaven. Maybe he's, he's forsaken us. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's left. I mean, we're down here, and he's gone up there, and now it seems like we're all alone. Has there ever been in your life when you felt like Jesus has ever left you all alone? To where it seems like, oh, at one minute He was so close to you, one minute He was walking right beside you, oh, but now it seems like He's left you, it seems like He's forsaken you, and all of a sudden you're looking around and saying, where did the Lord go? He said He'd never leave me nor forsake me, but now he seemingly left me, and here I am all alone. Where did the Lord go? It could have been the distance. He's not as close to them as He was just a few chapters earlier. Maybe when Jesus still forth the cast out devils. Maybe Jesus was right there beside them. Maybe Jesus was had given them a teaching lesson and said, "Boys, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do." it. And now he's gone, and they're sitting there thinking, "Why did he leave us?" Maybe they got a the thinking in their mind. What did we do to cause them to leave? Mark, did you do something? Oh, Luke, did you do something? Old oh, Judas is over there saying, I didn't do nothing. Y'all didn't Man, I can, I'm, I'm over here. I'm the church. you don't know how he is. I mean, he's pointing fingers everybody else. Y'all did this. Y'all did y'all, this. Mark, it was your fault. You said something dumb. And now you've caused Jesus to leave us. I remind you this evening that distance will leave you powerless. I remind you, I don't believe that they could have gone on that mountain. I believe they were satisfied with being on the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. It's amazing Peter, James, and John got to go. Yeah. Who all agree with me this evening? Jesus don't have my favorites. no favorites. He loves me like I'm his only child. Yeah. And I can argue with you, Brother Don. I feel like he loves me more than he loves you. But who yeah. all agree with me? He loves us the same, but it's not. Why right. right. was well, Peter, James, and John got to go? Yeah. I believe it's because they wanted to go. Yeah. You know the reason why? That you don't get to do things other people get to do. Sometimes it may not be the Lord's will, but how about this? Sometimes it's just because you don't want to. Yeah, right. You know the reason why a lot of churches don't have the presence to God? It's real deep, Now You ready for it? Lay it on. Yeah. Right.
1: You know the reason
0: why we don't have flowers because we don't want it. Right. He's giving us everything that the table God with us. Yeah. Jesus Christ has given us everything uh, to live a victorious Christian life. He's given us His Son. He's given us the Holy Ghost. I thank God He sent His Son to die on the cross to bear our sins. Listen, He sent the Holy Ghost. He dwells inside of us. We're sealed with the Spirit of God. He's anointed us with the Holy Ghost. He's given us power to be effective. The reason why we ain't the reason why we don't have power is because we don't want it. Amen. You want to know the reason why a lot of times we come to church? And it seems like it's dead before 4 o'clock in the morning. You want to know why it is? We're satisfied with it being that way. That's right. I know y'all were thinking something more profound, something more deep. That's reality. That's right. You know what happened? I believe that? They were satisfied and stayed down there on the bottom. While Peter, James, and John said, I ain't going. You. If you're going, we're going with you. Uh, Jesus goes up on the mountain. He goes back. There comes Peter James John, And he said, "Where's the other nine? Well, they were content with being down there at the bottom. They were content. of stayed down there. I don't know about y'all or not. But I don't ever want to get to the point where I become satisfied of what Jesus is doing in my life. But I want to be that Christian all the time. I want more. I want more. I want to see more. I want to see God do more and abundantly than I can ever ask for. think. Who all would agree with me tonight? God's God. I think you blow our minds. He God a God that can do mighty things. I don't want to be satisfied. Right. But just see God is the norm. Yeah. Yeah. I want God to blow my mind. Yeah. I like leaving church saying, wow. Right. I, like, I like leaving church saying, boy, yeah. see it's something? Just, y'all, y'all know how it is. Y'all see somebody that should have been in church and run in church and they'll tell you, I say, should have been there. Yeah. Missed it. Right. Missed it. Yeah. Come on in, you know, all right? Amen. Yeah. Anybody know what it's like not to be here? and We should have been here. Oh yeah. yeah, Man, you know what they'll? I mean, y'all have it. They'll bring service. They the reason why they have to go because you're not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know something? The reason why we don't have more those services, we don't want more good services. Yeah. We're going to be listen. We're going to be so surprised when we get to heaven and realize how much we could have had, but yeah. just simply yeah. didn't want it. I'll never forget. i heard a story this time. This boy, this daddy, had this cherry red Corvette. And uh, the boy loved the Corvette. He said, Daddy, can I have that Corvette? And he said, no, son, He said, I'll let you drive it. I'll let you can let you have it. And that boy asked his daddy. I mean, he asked his daddy all the time. Daddy, uh, can I have that Corvette? Daddy, uh, can I have that Corvette? And that daddy said, son, no, I ain't giving you my Corvette. I just ain't going to do it. One day, daddy died. And the boy just knew that when they read off the wheel, the daddy was gonna leave him in that red cherry corvette. You know what he found out? He read off the wheel. He didn't leave that red cherry corvette. But you know when he left him? He left in his Bible. This is where he left in the wheel. He said, Read this Bible, for so you'll find in it everything you need. He got mad. So what kind of daddy was he that he didn't give me that red cherry corvette? I mean, he knew how bad I wanted it. Why did he not give it to me? He's just going to leave it over there in the shop, and it's just going to get rusted, and somebody ain't going to take care of it. Why did he leave me that old Bible? Why didn't he give me that red cherry corvette? Well, 25 years passed by. He never opened up that Bible. And he never read it. One day he was moving some stuff out of the room to another room. He never fell that Bible open. He picked it up. And he tears it in a 4 his space. Because it reminded them of the daddy. He get to put those pages open. You know what fell out? It fell out of the keys. Now all of a sudden there was a note. They said, son, I told you everything you wanted was in this book. I just wanted to know if you'd read it. Can nice. I tell you, when we realize, a man said like this, a to said it like this, he said there's going to come a day when somebody's going to open up the Bible and they're really going to believe that it's everything God said it was. Amen. You know we're gonna find out when we get to heaven. Uh, just how below, beneath what we could have had. Uh, how do we settle for the mundane? And God's got so much for us. Listen, if God showed us everything, I think He has in store for us as a church. It's more one of our minds. But I'm just glad He's mind of it. Amen. I'm just glad He's mindful of Mount Pan Baptist Church. That He's got a will for my life. He's got a will for your life. He's got a will for us as a church. Remember, reason why they didn't go on the mountain? I believe they didn't want to go on the mountain. Yeah. There was a distance. How about this? There was a the distance. But I, I, I like this one. Well, I don't like this one, but I, I can relate to this one. Could it have been the reason why the cause they were powerless is because they were discontent. Right. I kind of wonder, my mind, had to pray for me, because i got an imagination. Brother Keith, maybe, oh, Mark looks over there in Matthew, or maybe Judas. Judas was the talker of the bundle. Maybe Judas looks over there and says, how is it that Peter James and John got together? Why? How is it that he's always taking Peter James and John? Peter James and John—that's his faith. That's his faith. He's got, got his little clique. Jesus has got his little clique. Peter James and John. Why is it he's always sitting seemingly not asking us to tag on? Him? You ever found yourself being discontent with how God's using you? Right. That's right I mean, you won't see God do all this with you. You're you're failing to realize. You know know why we get discontent? Because we fail to realize of the importance of what Jesus already has us doing. You know the reason why somebody gets discontent in teaching Sunday school class? It's because because they don't realize just how important that Sunday school class is. You want to know why? Somebody gets discontent with taking the trash out because they don't realize how important to take the trash out. Who all would agree with me? I thank God somebody takes the trash out. Right. <laughs> I get really thankful when I see the trash over running and wish somebody had taken it out. Then the Holy Ghost says, I didn't tell somebody to take the trash out. I told you to take it out. <laughs> Come on, don't no, no, tell me, right? Amen. Ain't it amazing how sometimes we can be discontent and say, God, why don't you use me like you use them? I mean, Lord, they get up and they sing, and it seems like people shout and people weep. And, and I mean, I, I I get up and sing, and they just look at me like uh, they're dead at 4 o'clock in the morning. They don't move and go down to the altar where I sing. And, uh, they don't do this when I sing. They don't clap for me as loud as they clap for the so-and-so when he sings. Uh, they don't do this. I mean, Brother Paul bragged about them. They don't ever about me. I mean, they said this about them, but they never say this about me. so oh, it? I yeah. Say it again, brother, you don't tell it, all right? Yes. you it this they can't listen. They're always looking around. Wishing they had this, wishing they had that, and they fail to realize with what God's already given them. I want y'all to hear me, hear me well tonight. God's been far better than us than we've ever deserved. And listen, God forbid, and I start looking around and say, God, why don't you do this for me? God, why don't you do that for me? And fail to realize that I serve a God that's been far better than me than I deserve. And the sun rises on the just and it rises on the unjust. But when the dust settles honey, and we look back over our life one of us is going to realize that God, I said God, has been far better than us than we've ever deserved. The disciples all have been just glad that they weren't going to hell. Amen? Oh Matthew all have said, you know what? He could just let me be in a tax collector and let me die and go to hell, but I remember that good, light day, when he said, come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of me. Amen? They all have been just glad that they was not going to hell, but maybe somewhere along the way they got so distant kids saying, why did we not go up on the mountain? Why they do I say? get to go. I tell you why they get to go. They want to go. Yep. Some, you know something. some? people want to go. They just don't want to take the initiative. They're gonna wait for you to ask them to go. Yep. Boy, I just feel the Lord burden my heart about singing that song. I'm just I ain't gonna, I ain't, I ain't gonna say nothing until they ask me. I ain't gonna say nothing until they ask me. <laughs> why didn't they ask me? I mean, Lord, if you burned my heart, why did they ask me? The Lord said, maybe I was just testing you to see if you'd have the faith to do it. Right. Yeah. You know something? I believe God's looking for some Christians. But He don't have to come around all the time and say that a Lord. You know, I see my children, I'm trying to teach them and they they just say, I this, this morning I was looking for Jeremiah's shoes. Every Sunday, or next door, I have to tell Jeremiah, Jeremiah, put your shoes in your closet on the shelf that me and your mama put in there so we don't have to spend three hours trying to find those shoes. Why wouldn't they land? Children have to find out every day. I have to tell them, go put your shoes on the cap. Go, go put your shoes. This morning, Jeremiah, where's your shoes? No, no. I thought that he's got one shoe on it. I said, where's your other shoe? going to teach them that I shouldn't have to ask them to put their shoes on the shelves. I shouldn't have to go tell them to put their dirty dish in the dishwasher or put it in the sink. Amen? I shouldn't have to tell them to throw their trash. I'm going to have to teach them. But there comes a time where I'm waiting for the day where they just do it because they know it's the right thing to do and they don't have to have daddy or mama come behind them and say, you need to do this. You need to do that. But rather, they say, I've told enough. He's done told me enough. But this is what I'm supposed to do. And I believe that's the same way the Lord is. How many times does He have to come by our way and say, I told you to do this. I told you to do that. But He's just wanting us to be obedient with what He's already told us to do. Right. Listen to me now. Don't get upset when God don't give you nothing new to do when you're not being faithful with what already told you to do. That's right. Amen. I'm right. going to say that one more time because that was good. Amen. <laughs> I'm not saying my own about Amen. Don't get upset right. okay. when God don't give you nothing right. new when you ain't already doing what he told you to do. Right. Yeah. People are saying, why don't he ever do it? You ain't being faithful with what you've already been told to do. How do head like this? Amen? We see that they were. On the mountain, there was a distance, there was the disconnect, there was the uh the discontentment. About this, there was downplaying of it. Talking about this thing. Remember what Jesus said? They said, why can we not cast out this thing? Well, bear, this is what he said. This is what Jesus tells them. Because this kind. This kind. You ought to underline that in your Bible. This kind. Not just any kind, but this kind. Only comes by prayer, fasting. You want to know the reason why these disciples could not cast this demon out? It's because they were thinking it was just going to be just like any other time. They thought it was just going to be like when they cast that devil out, Mark 3. They thought it was going to be like when they cast out the devil, in Mark chapter 6. They thought like in Mark 6:13, oh, when they cast out that devil, but when they failed to realize no ordinary devil. When you say the Bible, you'll find out there's different degrees of devils. And what they found out in this one, I said, this was not some ordinary situation. This was not something they'd ever had to deal with before. You know the reason why they didn't cast out? They downplayed the situation. Is that not what we're guilty of a lot of times? We're downplaying everything. We're not seeing the seriousness of the situation that's before us. And I just remind you this morning, what we're doing right now is very serious. Seriously? I'm going to say this. What you and I are doing right now is probably going to be more serious than anything we do this week. It's talking about secular. It's talking about the wrong sense. Listen, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to go clock in at a job and i take that serious. i do the best I can do. But let me say what well, God's doing right now Oh, what God has me doing right now is going to be more serious than anything I'm going to do this week. Yeah. Yep. People's lives are on the line. Now, mind you, spiritual stuff is more serious than carnal stuff. You want to know something? I'm I'm, I'm going to mess up a little saying that we always hear. You ready for this? Anybody ever heard this saying? Don't get mad at me. Just hear me out. (laughs) They're just too heavenly minded that they're no worth of good. Now I just go on record and just let y'all know something? I've never met anybody that was too heavenly minded that they were no worth of good. I'll be honest with you. Let me tell you how I've got some through the darkest valleys in my life. Let's get heavenly minded. Yeah. Yeah. But I will tell you this. I have met a bunch of people that were so earthly minded yeah. that they were no heavy minded. Yeah. 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 I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. Every Sunday we walk through those doors, it's serious. Right. I'm glad we can laugh in church. The Bible said in church, heart it good like a medicine. I'm glad we can laugh. you be around me no more. I like to laugh. Amen. I don't like yes. to be man. I like to like, laugh. I like to have a good time. I like to cut up. I like this. But listen, when it comes time to stand behind that pool pit and break open the bread alive, I ain't for this to be an entertainment. I can watch Sherlock Brains and be entertained. Amen. I can watch wrestling. Somebody say amen. I can be entertained by all those things. But well, when it comes to preaching, when it comes to worshiping God, I take it seriously with my life because it is serious. People's lives. Or on the line. Yeah. That's the reason why we ought to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God that where we don't grieve Him and we don't quench Him. But when He nudges our heart to go pray, when He nudges our heart to testify, when He nudges our heart to do something, we mind Him that we be obedient to Him and don't downplay the situation. Yeah. I realize this morning service, you ready for this, it was the last Sunday morning in April of 2021. Yeah. We'll never get it back We'll never get it back. This is the last service in the month of April. And we'll never get it back after we close the service. You say, that's too serious. That's how serious we need We're not serious enough. People's lives are on the line. People's lives are on the line. I realize, I'm going to stand before God one day I'm going to get the hell over y'all. I'm going to it's not going to be y'all standing up and giving an account for being a pastor of this church. I ain't. Right. Listen, one man said it like this, how many people do you pastor? But well, this is what he said, Lord, well, I'm going to give account to you and judge today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the reason why I pray God for the preacher of the burden. That I don't ever get behind that pulpit right. and treat it just like a job. Right. This ain't a job, right. this is a calling. Right. I'm saying it again. God didn't listen. This ain't a job assignment. This is a calling. God has placed me here for such a time as this. Out of all the men of God, that God can have placed in our paraphrase church. God has placed His this way to touch upon me. And God's placed me here for such a time. And one day I'm going to stand before God. And God's going to give me the I'm going to give me account of What I preach, what I should have said, what I shouldn't have said, everything you give me to preach. Right, right. Sometimes there's been some times I've had to preach things, and say things. I was very uncomfortable. I say this tonight because she's not here. You'd be surprised at times when I got in the car, going down the road, my wife looked over at me and say, honey, this is what she'll say because of what, we, what we've seen in the past. She'll say something like this, honey. If we're not careful, they're going to get mad at us and they're going to run us off. <laughs> y'all say, y'all say, y'all say, why would she take something like that? Because we've already been there. We've already poured our heart into something and seen something. You'd be surprised if my wife never stayed up to tell you about the times that she's been stabbing back. One of her very close friends, one of her best friends, oh, Miss Earth. listen, stabbed her in the back over a church issue. So you say this. I ain't saying this tonight for a pity party. But you better hear me. Hear me well. I ain't doing this because there's been some times. Thank, thank God, listen, there's been some times. It's been easy to pass the Mount, Mount Perry Baptist Church. I'm going to be honest with you. There were some times in 2020 where it got hard. Yeah, yeah. Not because anything y'all done. It wasn't easy There's been times being deacons. It's not been easy. Yeah, not sure. It's not been easy. There's been times when the, the deacons have made a decision that were not easy we're not popular. But Mount Paranam, Baptist Church, ain't you glad that they mind God? That's right. Oh God, I said a little louder than that, Amen. Ain't you glad they're God, Amen? <laughs> we all have there's been times in the last twenty-eight years, no doubt. Brother Wayne has had to preach things that went comfortable. Yeah. There's no doubt rubbed right the cat the wrong way, but ain't you glad i than mean, ran Grandpa's and preach the truth? Yeah. Whether well, I like it you not, I'm you here. Who knows if I like it or not, Amen. <laughs> what are you saying tonight? I'm saying that sometimes we downplay the situation, We just don't realize how important this is. God. I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. I only get one opportunity to raise my children. That's right. Only one opportunity. Yeah. Only one opportunity. But really, I only get one opportunity to be a daddy over Julia Cannon. I only get one opportunity to be the daddy yeah. of Jeremiah and Joshua Cannon. I only get one opportunity. Yeah. And I'm not going to make mistakes I already have. Can I say this? I can teach them how to fish, and I can teach them how to do it right, and I can teach them how to do it wrong. I can teach them how to hit a baseball, and I can teach them how to do it right, I can teach them how to do it wrong. Probably more times I'm probably gonna teach them how to do it wrong. But you will know what? So they can still live on them. Not knowing how to fish. They can live on It's not knowing how to throw a baseball or baseball. One day when they stand before God, He opens up that lens for life. How many am I thinking about it? Mm -hmm. How many moms and daddies down through the years, on that day, when it comes, or on that day when their child died, they walked by that casket, and they knew that no matter what everybody else told them, they knew that their child was lost. Mm -hmm. And while they were looking at that body, that soul was burning in hell. I wanted somebody to walk by and say to them at that time, "Sister, you took it too serious." No, she probably got you I didn't take it serious enough. How many moms, how many grandparents did your man look back over your life and think, "Back, how many?" I remember my granddad one night, He was weeping. He looked over at me and he said, "Son." I made decisions, man, back then, that I look at, man, if I could go back, I would have done it so different. Son, don't make the same mistakes I made. For I chose a fishing pole over taking my kids to church. I chose a beer sandwich. Oh, believe my leader There's nothing wrong. Listen, y'all, there's nothing wrong with fishing. There's nothing wrong with hunting. There's nothing wrong with playing sports. There's nothing wrong with those things. I don't want my kids to do it. Listen, I'm hoping one day Jeremiah is walking out of the woods, carrying, listen, one of the biggest there that looks like he's got a rocking chair for average. <laughs> ain't got a bad boy on the wall. Somebody say amen. And then sometimes, you know, look at somebody can get out like I shot him. Amen. <laughs> right there and I see Joshua get a home run. And I look at him say, that's my boy. That's my boy. I'm more than looking for a day and I see him stand up testify right. and pray about the goodness of the Lord. He right. talk about how good it is to be saved. Yep. And look up and say, let me tell you about a prayer that i seen God answer this week. Let me tell you about somebody other than I was able to lead to the Lord. Let me tell you about something I've seen God not do for my daddy, not see God do for my mama, but something i seen God do for me. Yep. It's too serious. They can't take it serious enough. It's serious. Right. It's serious.
1: Right. Church is serious business.
0: Yeah. It's serious. Right. Right, that was a cause. I'm leaving but, a lot of this out tonight. 37 minutes. Tell me, I that feels like a whole lot longer. Right. Listen to it. There was a the cause. I want y'all to say this. We, we could go on. But I, want y'all, I want y'all to notice this one. Please don't miss this. I want you to the I, I, I know some consequences. i want y'all to see this. You know what the consequences is to us being powerless, for the Terry? Y'all don't do we'll say amen, about, but there are consequences. Uh, There's consequences. Mm-hmm. You know what the consequences is, Brother Josh? To us being powerless, unaffected results. Right. That's right. The Bible said disciples could not cast out that, that devil. When mm-hmm. we're powerless, there's going, to be, there's going to be unaffected results. Yeah. We're going to be unaffected. How about this? When we're powerless, there's an undeserved reproach. You remember what Jesus, when that boy, when that daddy came, when he brought his son to Jesus? Y'all didn't realize what that text is. He looks at him, this is what that daddy says to that, to Jesus. If thou can't do anything. Didn't he realize who he's talking to? He's talking to Jesus. Yep. With well, man, this is impossible. With well, God, all things are possible. Right. Why would he look at Jesus and say, if God can't do anything? Why? Right. Look what the text says earlier. I brought him to you. Yeah. This is what look what it says. What he says this, listen, I want y'all to see this. He's, he's telling Jesus, I've already brought him to you. But now hold on a second, right? I scratched my head, I thought about that earlier. I said, wait a second, this was the first time Jesus has seen this for. You know what he was saying? I brought him to your disciples. Mm-hmm. You know why when he looked at those disciples, you know what he was saying? They're your disciples. They bear your name. Yeah. You're the one that gave them the power. They're operating under your power. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he looked at Jesus and said, I've already brought him to you. And your disciples could not cast him out. Mm-hmm. That's not a myth. That's not something wrong with the King James Bible. He had no sense to know that they are operating in Jesus' power. Mm-hmm. Now he says, I'm bringing him to you again. I'm bringing this time, not your disciples. I'm bringing it to you. And if thou can't stand it, you'll know what, when we act without power, do you will know what it makes a lost world do? And makes a big question. If God really is, who we claim that God is? Yeah. How many times have we heard somebody say, if that's what being church is, I'm going to do that. You know why? Because they come across a church that was not operating in power that God wanted not operating in. And you don't know what happens to we don't operate the power that God allows us to operate in, we make Jesus look bad. I realize that we're bearing his name. And we don't operate in the power he gives us, we're operating in his name, we make him look bad. That's what happened in text. How about this? There was an unchanged. This boy had continued on. How many days? How many days from the time that they come off that mountain, from the time he brought that boy, that he brought them boy to those disciples, and from the time that he brought him to Jesus, how much time had passed by that he could have been healed, but they could not because they were actually without power? You know what Jesus looks at him and says? This time only comes by prayer and fasting. I may come back later on and deal with that particular thought right there about prayer and fasting. Okay. I don't know about y'all tonight, but I don't want to operate without the power of God. Can I say to you tonight, I'll be first and no, honest. There's many, many, many times I've preached and not had the power of God like I should have. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. well, that's I want to say I'm glad that the Bible shows us the imperfectness of the yeah. disciples. Because that lets me know I ain't going to And if it can happen to the disciples, don't you think it can happen to me? Huh? Huh? I think the problem sometimes is, is we're content but not having it rather than bothering us. Thank God the disciples did when they got Jesus in the house. They did look over and say, why can't we not do this? Huh? At least that lets us know they were troubled. At least that lets us know they were bothered by it. When's the last time that you said, Lord, why couldn't I do that? Why couldn't I do that? I mean, I've got, let's use this as an example. I've got five children. Four of them got saved. But why, why why hasn't that one got saved yet? Three of my children are serving God. Why ain't that one not serving God? What did I what, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And I say there's nothing wrong with asking God why? You're right. You're right. You're right. I think sometimes it probably do us good to get on the altar and say, Lord. Search my heart. Is there anything within my heart that's hindering me from working through my life? Like I want you to work through my heart. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to become I don't want to be the normal of acting without power. Trust. Right. Everybody say tonight. There's only those that do this, whether if you come around to the piano tonight and just play, I'm giving an opportunity tonight to go. Maybe the Lord's embraced your heart about something. Maybe the Lord's dealt with your heart about something. Maybe you want to come down here and ask God, Lord, help me to be a powerful Christian. Help me to operate in your power and not operate in the arm of the flesh. I think you probably do every one of us good to come down here or find your place to pray where it might be where you're at right there. Right. Say, Lord, help us as a church to be a church that knows what it's like to be a church that operates your power. He's gonna play, his altars are open, you might as <laughs>